the name of the uh, rogue trader that you're sort of enemies with, uh, Haderach um, Karastein. What was it? Uh, it's like an old sailor who used to work for used to work for him. Uh, approaches you and says that let me have the ship down. Uh, he uh, he discovered in their archives a star map that takes you to the Righteous Path. The Righteous Path is the name of a ship that's sort of like a well-known ship in the Expanse that it was uh, full of, like, ancient treasure, but um, it was sort of lost in, in space and time uh, hundreds of years ago. Um, this is kind of like the mission we were just... A little bit like that, yeah, but it, without all this stuff. Like, he, he wants to tell you exactly where it is. He's basically... He, he, he thinks they, they were sitting on it. They never really dealt much with it. Uh, they never really investigated it. They thought it was kind of bunk, perhaps. Or maybe they thought it was worth looking at, but they never got around to it. He's stolen this from them and uh, is willing to uh, give you the location uh, for a price. And that price is 20,000 thrones, which equates to uh, 50 achievement points. So would that count as an exploration mission? Um, yeah, okay. probably. Um Okay, so uh, the second one is uh, there is a... This would probably be something like Master Bolaris tells you about. Um, there's a uh, kind of an organized crime unit on Footfall called the Caspilica Mission. And they have an outpost kind of way out in the, um, you know, far away in the expanse. It has a what's called an Egarian maze on it. That is an ancient race of aliens that has been never actually existed since humans have found the expanse. But they leave these weird mazes on planets. It's like what their cities tend to look like. They're like delved into the ground. Um, and they produce these strange and powerful artifacts. Uh, every time you find one of these things, people love them because you plunder them for cool and powerful artifacts. These artifacts have uh, corrupting power and are completely illegal within the Empire, but people do deal in them in the Coronas Expanse. Uh, this particular uh, archaeological dig is not producing anything, uh, and they're looking for someone to kind of go there and whip them into shape a little bit, and rogue traders kind of go on both sides of the law, and so... You know, someone with a with a void capable ship, you know, should investigate. So that would be a criminal mission. Criminal trade. Criminal trade. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the third one is uh, assisting a, a mining colony named Svard, and it is a once profitable colony in the Svard system. And apparently, there's astropathic transmissions that they're facing a rebellion. Um, the Inquisition is also interested because a high-ranking member of theirs uh, was at that location and has been captured by the rebels. Um, and you find out about this mission through a uh, um, a Imperial Admiral who has been kind of shipped off to the Expanse and has been asked by the Inquisition to help them with this, um, to find this, to find this... Uh, uh, high-ranking member, uh, but in general, there should be profit if you could take this mining colony and have it produce again, like they'd be indebted to you. So that would be like 
put down the rebellion or help it. Either way, you get influence with the mining colony. Sure. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm kind of leaning towards number two myself, but what do you think? So no, number two was uh, the sort of criminal one where there was a, a archaeological dig that wasn't producing anything, and they want you guys to go whip them into shape and, and find out what's the problem and get that thing going again. What was the one with the, the unknown race? That's the that's that one. So 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 they found a planet where that um, sort of mysterious ancient race that's not never ever actually been seen has left this maze in the planet, and it goes down underneath the surface of the planet. And these mazes always produce like artifacts of of power. That it's like a dungeon crawl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's the mission we just people, just did. The thing is, people don't when they when they when they mine that sort of planet, they don't actually go into the maze. The maze causes people to go crazy as they get lost, and there's something just weird about these mazes. So instead, they dig uh, and just uncover it through uh, excavation equipment. People aren't willing to go into the maze because they either don't come out or come out completely insane. Whoa. That's why we need more insanity points. What do you think? You would, would you that sounds them? awesome to me. I want the whip them in the shape ones. The one we already did. Is that what? You're no, the, the first one was let's go find a ship. Oh. Go find a derelict ship, and I think I would do that one, but because it I kind of, we wouldn't kind of get lame. to keep the derelict ship. Yeah, except it, for two reasons. I like it because it's striking at my arch enemy, which I like. But the downsides are we kind of just did it, and it costs fifty achievement points up front. It'll probably involve like a lot of space combat. Uh, and it might involve some space combat. It's not necessarily downside. It's just like, uh, should play to our strengths. What are, what are our, I guess we have to buy, if we're going to do the maze, we're going to have to buy a bunch of personal equipment, right? And if we're going to do the, uh, I think the base quest, we're going to have to buy a lot of, we don't know what the deal is with the planet, right? I mean, there's probably something wrong on this planet's surface, but there could also be a bunch of pirates interdicting trade. Like, we have no idea. Are you talking about? Oh, the mining one? Yeah, well, the mining one or the, That's, you know, the exploration one. Right. Um, um, mining one, we probably just need a balance of stuff. I kind of like the criminal one because I feel like it might give us some contacts in that in their organization that might be useful in later the first one? Oh, the first one? The second one. Oh, the pirate one? Or, I mean, the um, the mining one? No. The, Wait, the, the, ex, the yeah. Archaeological. The criminal yeah. one. The archaeological one. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of like that one because I feel like... I thought that was the alien maze. The alien maze. There's an alien maze that's being excavated as an archaeological dig. It's a a criminal activity because the artifacts that you get have sort of chaos And it's being run by... And and, and they're completely illegal. Oh, I see. So not only are there, like, crazy things in the maze, there's also, like, other human criminals. Well, the human criminals are the ones who are digging It's being operated by a bunch of... by by If the the Empire found out, if the Imperials found out that they were digging up this maze, they'd shut it down immediately and try to destroy the maze. Oh, okay. And so our job would just be to... Our job is to go there and figure out why they haven't been producing any stuff and... Get it going again. Get it going again. Yeah, it should be. Produ- they should be digging up things, and, and they should. They be, should be they sending should... artifacts back, yeah. and they're not. Oh. Okay. And this maze has something to do with it. We don't. Well, that's what they're supposed. That's to where be. they get it from. That's where they get oh. the artifacts. 
But they're not like going into the maze. They're actually like digging down into it with with earth moving equipment. Okay, the other one's get a ship. There's get a ship, and then there's go to a rebelling mining colony. Oh, okay. I was getting the rebelling mining colony confused with the maze yeah. for some reason. Yeah, mine. The other one, yeah, an archaeological dig and mining. The mining is uh, actually not taking place in the ground. They are actually mining like a gaseous uh, substance. That's uh, um, so both of them were supposed to produce something, but they're not. For different reasons. For different reasons. One of them is like completely mysterious. The other one is there's a rebellion. I mean, I'd be down with that one too. Um, I mean, they're they're both pretty comparable. It seems like. Well, one of it just depends on who you're dealing with. Like, um, in one case, you're dealing with criminals mostly, and in the other case, you're dealing with the Imperial Navy and the the uh, The Inquisition. The Inquisition. I don't really like either of those two like branches of service. I feel like I'd rather deal with criminals. <laughs> so, you're at, so, so if you want to rule that one out, then mine. No, I'd be fine doing the mining one. I think I would rule out the ship one. I don't think I want to go after another derelict spacecraft when we just did it. Okay, so if you just rule out the ship one and compare the two, it's like deal with criminals or deal with Navy. The rebellion's probably more straightforward. The the criminal one's probably riskier too. Sounds like it. We know less going in. Uh, what Jeff is all about the criminal one. Yep. You're all, Rich. You're all about the criminal one. Yeah. I grew up as a criminal. Um, I would probably lean towards the navy one because that's where my background's from. That's your background. Uh, I think we're gonna go for the criminal one. I think it's uh, it's not unanimous, but you, is that you don't have a huge problem with that, right? No. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're going. We're going. Good. We're going to the mysterious maze. All right, awesome. Okay, well that's good information. So we'll uh, need armor. So yeah, it's also good as you think about what you might want to grab: personal armor and weapons, maybe a motorcycle to go through the maze. Welcome to Warhammer. In the 41st millennium, we present Rogue Trader, a setting filled with boundless opportunity for profit and fame, as well as damnation and death. The golden age of technology has long since passed, and since the time when the machines turned upon their masters, mankind has struggled through eons of carnage and strife. For the Empire is beset on all sides by mutants and heretics from within, by renegades and aliens from without, and by unspeakable nightmares from the world beyond. Learning and progress are now dangerous heresies to be stamped out by religious fanatics and the holy protectors of sacred technology. But in the oppressive darkness of the 41st millennium, those born into a life of privilege compete to carve their names into history. These are the Rogue Traders. Join us as one Rogue Trader and his trusted companions discover new worlds, exploit lost realms, and barter with cultures never before encountered. Join us as we explore the cosmos through the eyes of the Rogue Trader. Everybody have a good two weeks. Yeah. Let's see, box got pretty. <laughs>
I don't want to talk about Fuck. it. Fuck! I'm still pretty bitter over that. <laughs> I'm still insanely bitter over that. Yeah, you always take the Seahawks harder, even than me, and I take them pretty hard. I mean, the way that they lost was just like... It crushed my soul! You knew it was going to happen. I flipped out when they got there, too. When they got that touchdown, I'm just like, I'm just seeing the Chicago game in my head. And I was like, this is not, no, it's not over. I'm just like, I gotta know. That touchdown, the only thing I saw was 38 effing seconds left on the clock. I'm like, you couldn't have downed it at the one? Yeah. It was, I mean, you need all your downs, but if you don't score, you lose the game. I was okay with them running it in, but I couldn't believe they gave up two 20-plus-yard passing plays. Oh, in in a row. Did you see the Chicago games? So unreal. Yeah, I did. It's still oh, so we unreal. Don't have a pass or the Atlanta-Carolina game is the same same thing. If we had if we had Chris Clemens like that, that might have been different. I don't think so. I, I think, think good so offense either. always trumps good defense yeah. in the NFL, and the Falcons just were not going to be stopped. Yeah, they had I, they I two really know. good plays. I, I think I think not having Clemens was a big deal. It was for the whole game. Yeah, not for the, not for those no, last. I, I, I mean, not for the last play, play, but for the, oh, whole, for the whole game. game. Yeah, that, the whole game was frustrating for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the first the whole first half was just like I was so pissed off at halftime. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm like, can we just play second half football every half? <laughs> and not well, we do did, this we thing did where for we three spot games. people three touchdowns. You know, pretty much. Uh, so unreal. I mean, did did Wilson keep a read option? No, a in the first half, B in the game. I don't think so. I don't think so because we couldn't do anything against their D line. Not a goddamn thing. No. And you and know, we the, the worst uh, running back in the yeah. entire NFL. Lynch well, like, was yards for the first time. Lynch was hurt. Year. He wasn't a hundred percent. And we we, you know, Wilson. Up, he, he has those games where he just does not keep the read option. I don't know if you've noticed that, but. If he's playing against a good defense, he will very rarely keep the read option. If he's playing against a bad defense, he keeps it all the time. Huh. I haven't noticed the, you haven't noticed the that? pattern there. But I have noticed it. I have noticed there are like long he, stretches he did, where he doesn't, where he won't. Yeah, like against San Francisco, he might have kept one over in that whole game. Yeah. So, anyways, can I buy a Crux beam gun? Uh, sure. Right. What are the, uh, is it available? What's a Crux beam gun? Yeah. Ooh, well, that's going to be hard to find. Do you have any proficient with it? I'll just use it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Um, doesn't do less damage if you're not is? proficient, right? Less damage? Let me no, see it. it does not. It lowers your weapon forward. I think it's minus 20. To I think it is minus, minus 20. Minus 20 to hit if you don't have the proficiency. Arch Militant gets... What is that? Oh, you need, it's, like, it's like an exotic weapon, so you have to uh, you have to have like specialist weapon, exotic, exotic. whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. It's not under universal. I had a hard time. I was telling these guys, I had a hard time figuring out like what weapons. Oh, it's near use. unique. What what you want? Yeah, good uh, luck. Well, for you, <laughs> like when you use pistols, so you're probably looking. I didn't really look at the anything that like was above extremely rare. Really good. Because um, I mean, it's their dad. Like, am I allowed to pick exotic weapons or like? You have to have the. You have, I mean, if you're gonna have minus twenty to hit with an exotic weapon, then what? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy was saying the Melta guns were the nut. Uh, so if it says pistol, you can use it. Yeah, the Inferno pistol. He was so it's got a really short range, but you know that's not the worst thing in the world. But I mean, look at that damage. Damn. 
13. What's penetration do? It's uh so the first thir- yeah, the first thirteen of their armor doesn't count. Relevant. Yeah. So well. basically with penetration thirteen it's like they don't have armor, although it's against vehicles the Yeah, you the can amount. shoot a hole in a tank with a yeah, vehicle. That's, that's actually what that it's is designed for. It's shooting holes in tanks. Nothing short of a tank's going to have armor 13. <laughs> no, no, it, no. Yeah, a vehicle... Um, but things have, like, armor 7, so... Yeah. Oh, it is. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like Inferno Pistol is the correct choice. Alright, well, I wasn't also sure, like, if the rarity mattered in terms of what gun we could pick or what. It, it does. matters whether you can find it. The rarer it is, the harder it is to find, and the more expensive it is if you can find it. Okay. Uh, where's your character sheet? Uh, Where's the character sheet for that yeah. matter? I don't. Good question. I that makes sense. I just don't understand what the like upper limits of. Well, I would say I would mean. say yeah. right. you, something you can that's afford like a pistol, like even if it's like very rare. So, so um, a inferno so, pistol. You know, I wouldn't let that worry you. If we can find an inferno pistol, you can buy it. Okay. It costs um, four. Costs four. And you have five. Cost four what? Four cost units. It costs four credits. Um, cost four toasty discs. <laughs> Can they beat the balloons? <laughs> we are no because I remember we were talking about how like we're not really very currency based in this. Campaign. No, we're not. Currency is very abstract. So when you're like it's expensive, I don't understand. Like you know, you're like it's expensive. I'm like okay, well. What does that mean? It costs you your soul. Oh. No, he's already given his soul to me. He doesn't have it available to spend. No. Actually, he's already given it to the Emperor, in his case. A friend of mine in San Jose was willing to give me a $20 magic card if I signed my soul over to him. I seriously considered it. <laughs> Oh, I bought my quad soul. What do you call it? Oh, oh, nice. For five bucks. Five bucks? Yep. <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. My quad, I think you should offer three fifty. <laughs> Probably buy anybody's soul for five dollars, just like random souls. Ship it? Yep. I might, I might need that soul later on. Yeah, like if it doesn't come to you for a soul, you'd be like, oh. I have this right here. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't know what poor decisions I made to be in a process where I have to get the double pull, but all right. So let me show you how money works. So you've got a profit factor. What's your guy's profit factor? Forty-seven or something? Uh, I think it's like I have it here somewhere. It's on uh, the bottom left of your character sheet. It's forty-seven. Okay. So you write forty-seven here. Your cost unit maximum is profit factor bonus. That's a four <laughs> plus one, so that's five. <laughs> okay. Your current is five. And as you spend, it'll, it'll go down. It re-ups every time you guys complete an endeavor and get pro- and increase your profit factor. Okay. Um, 
So about every three sessions, it'll you know when you basically when you go back to town to to, to re up, you'll have it back. So I think it's fine to like invest most of you know that much profit. Essentially, I don't think I can afford any armor if I buy this gun. Get the bag of pencils. Well, you can buy. You, there's like stuff that's. Uh, I could buy like really gimpy armor, maybe. That's well, I think I give you. I gave you some good armor, right? We're buying a, a set of armor um, that you can have one of if you want it. I kind of want to set here. I kind of remember what that was, that Imperial... Carapace armor. Stormtrooper Carapace armor. We're going to have five of them. I think I just want the... You can get flak armor for free. What's it reduce your ability Ten. If you want it, it lowers your agility. I'm not going to wear it. If you're down with that, it'll reduce all damage to you by... Like and I already have like pretty decent normal armor. I don't. Oh. So stormtrooper carapace armor is armor uh, six. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to be in the front lines. So. Hopefully, I won't either. Or is my blister so. Um, so here's the here's oh yeah, the armor, right? Experience. So your basic stuff is like black coat, now three armor, start raising arms, body, shirt. legs. It's minus five to your agility. So we have mm-hmm. we're at seven helmet. Is only 7160 is what I have. 71 is like basically free. And then so you can spend 160 on rank 2 stuff. Four units on the Which is all my rank 2 skills cost me 200. So I have one thing that cost me 100. Basically black armor. Well, one thing is one dietary armor. So if you have one remaining and you re-up, you'll actually get up to 6. Which I'll probably take eventually. One can carry over. So it's good to hold on to the one. Yeah, it's good to hold on to one. But not two. But not two. Got it. Um, I was going to ask you, Tim, about torpedoes. Yes. I read over the rules. The rules. Uh-huh. I read over the rules for consumables. Now, if I'm reading them right, I ha- we have to have three separate pipelines of torpedo suppliers in order to fully stock our ship. Why is that? Because the number available on hand for something that's very rare, and the all torpedoes are very rare, at least, are um, it's five, and we yeah, need the, the thirteen number... torpedoes to fully stock our ship. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, those the, the the number available was more meant for like grenades and exotic like ammo and things like that. So. Um, no, I don't think you need to worry about it. If you if you if you can track if you can track down a very rare consumable, like you just have a pipeline of it, like as many as you need. Okay, okay. Um, and then, all right. In that case, we're gonna want to. Well, I guess they're rare. They're very rare. The most common ones. Uh, let's get that. Write down. I'm gonna throw pistol real quick. <clears throat> so the, the kind of most important thing, Jesse, is the is if you want something, like say you want an infernal pistol. Does anyone ro- no? Did anyone roll for that last time? No. Okay. No. So. Well, I was because I was gonna make a test. Did we roll for health? Oh, I was gonna make an inquiry test for combat. Uh, no, roll I did. For all the bolter weapons. I Both made no acquisition tests last week. Okay. But I was, I'm going to make one for the Inferno Pistol because I was home. Okay. I don't even see it on here. It's under multiple weapons. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's on, that looks pretty good to me. And it is a beating. Um, so, but first I'm going to make... short range, though. 
Yeah, there's nothing that costs 100 on level. Oh, wow. It's really short range. It's really short range. It's, it's, but it, it has I've got my, I still have my can, can cannon if we need to do longer range. Um, and a last pistol. Uh, Alright, so am I going to... Or you could just so get some rarity on it. Range. It is... What, like a hellgun? I think it's very rare. What is it? Is very rare. Very rare. Okay, so it is very rare. Um, it's a small mechanical item. Bought. Alright, so we, how are we going to get a 100% crew? Um, well, we need to... Then we put out some ads. Or I think, something. yeah, we put out some ads last time. Yeah, I, I think you, you suggested we press gang the last twenty five percent. I think twenty five percent of our crew. I think that's acceptable. My All right. <coughs> press ganging is like especially easy to do on football. It's just like the press ganging capital of the empire, basically. Um, press ganging was just like full blown slavery, basically. Right? Um, I mean, kind of. No, they're like in prison and like, hey, do you want to be on a ship instead of in prison or something? Yeah, well, you can you can kind of take a. Well, we're not really asking them though. We're just you're grabbing, telling, you're we're telling just grabbing people up out of prison and saying instead of this hard labor, you're doing this hard labor with me. Or say you're on, uh, you know, if you're on footfall, there's just sort of vagabonds. So are, are we people who can be rounded up? People who, uh, you know, just are are sort of under high trash. Uh, just round them up, you know. They're, they're, they won't put up a bunch of a fight and put them on your ship. Say I got a different job for you. Do this twice a day. Yeah, I mean, you're not really asking them. You're telling them. You know, you round them up at gunpoint and set up a slavery. It's similar to slavery. Yeah, it's not like permanent though. I mean, when you get to a dock, you know, they might like leave. If one of them is Django, we will all be killed. So that was an awesome movie. It was an awesome movie. I will not disagree with that. Um. So, press ganging at football. You can make an inquiry test and success will let you press gang. But the whole point of that movie is that we should be thinking twice before press ganging anyone. <laughs> I don't think it'll cost it. We might get the one in 10,000. Look out for any press ganging guy that blue ballets. Alright, I succeed on the inquiry test. Alright. You're, you're, you're able to round up some... Like, I don't understand how the ad would give us a full, a full crew. It gave us um, 25%. So now we're up to 85? Now we're up to 85%. So we need 15% more. I guess I'll go out and make some more promises. Where do we have a laser? Enjoy an exciting life for space exploration. How confident is this crew that we're getting? Just confident? Uh, yeah. We'll only <coughs> only have to worry about that for bridge officers that chart at the bottom. Or not bridge officers, mid-level officers. Right. Make promises. So you want to make a charm test. So this is the second time I did this. How long? You remember how long it took us to get our ship repaired? Uh, I think it was four weeks. Four weeks. Okay. So three. Yeah, two more weeks. We're gonna try again on some of these guns. No, that was was actually the second. You guys, you guys, oh. you guys did do a second round of. Uh, oh, okay. So we've been here for over six weeks. Didn't you guys spend? I thought you guys spent twelve weeks total here. Not yet. Not yet. No, we spent the four weeks getting our ship repaired, two weeks recruiting crew, 
Yeah. And another week recruiting crew. So we spent seven weeks so far. Okay. We're at seven and counting. Okay. You can recruit crew while the chips didn't work out. In that case, we're at four, four and counting. Okay. Uh, we're at four and actually with one week left to make some more promises. Charm test, you said? Yep. I make it. Okay. Uh, you get 25% more crew. All right. That takes us up to 100. Can we get up? Can you go over capacity when we get up to 110? No. Okay. There's no place to go to sleep. Struggle in the torpedo tubes. Well, we've got <laughs> torpedoes in there now. Well, storm in the torpedoes. <laughs> then we have borders. We have plasma in our torpedoes. Put the torpedoes in the bag. <laughs> okay, so onto this, onto this endeavor. Um, so does anyone in the group have, like, reputation underworld or peer underworld? Uh, where would that be at? Peer um, underworld is a it's talent. A, it's a talent. No, I have... <clears throat> I have peer imperial navy. Mm. I have so peer nobility. I have peer nobility, peer rogue trader. And... I have decadence and etiquette. Okay. Well, the way there's a couple of ways that this endeavor can start, a and one of the, and it kind of affects like how the discussion goes, how you get the job, and at the end of the day, it can affect like your achievement points or profit factor too. Um, so the other way you can get it is that I noticed that I know you guys have a cargo hold. So, um, so you're going to be approached uh, as a trade endeavor. Uh, Instead, so um, Master Valaris, who uh, you've had contact with before, um, he's left you a message uh, saying that there's a cargo run that you might be interested in making, um, and it's a little bit dangerous because you know it's kind of a little bit out there in the expanse. It's not super far, but uh, it's actually in Wintersdale's realm, which you know a little bit about. Um, we're just there. Winterfell's almost huge, though. Yeah. He only keeps track of like a third of it. Um, and so the idea is you're going to be delivering some goods on behalf of the Casabilica mission, which is this sort of secret society that deals in illegal goods, uh, a lot of smuggling and things like that. Um, uh, so he, so Master Bellars brings you to his office, or he requests your attendance, and he's going to introduce you to a member of this Casabilla Commission. Do you want to bring any of the other Cas- members with you? Casabilica? Casabilica? It's like K-A-S-B-I-L-C-A. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll bring uh, Orthos the Orthesian with me. All right. Kind of a mind reader. <laughs> Might come in handy. Uh, he's pretty good at charming people, although he's not very charming on his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. that one, one incident. So if you are successful, but you need, like, your friends, you want that person to like your friend, instead of, so it's plus 30 for you, it would be, like, plus 10 for your friend. Okay. Um, that's how that, like that's wing, how that should work. Like the wingman, Jack? Yeah, basically. Okay, so, uh, so you're, you're brought into the office, and, uh, uh, there's there's some posh chairs and there's a uh, an elderly man who's already there and uh, Valaris uh, says uh, oh, welcome uh, Master of or Captain von Vogel I see you've brought a friend with you 
Ah, greetings. Yes, I have. Um, we've just been celebrating my return to relevance in the road trader community. It's a grand day, I tell you. Um, that is that is most excellent, sir. Uh, and and, I and you are Orthos. Cool. This is my friend Orthos the Orthesian. The Orthesian. <laughs> 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 Your name is. Is that your home planet? Or merely your little name? He's his own home planet. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. The race of one. There's one Orthesian in the world, you're looking at him. Well, let me introduce you to Polkovnik Usnov. And uh, this guy stands up and he's. Oh, greetings! I hear you are looking for uh, you are a you are a group that can deliver goods without any imperial uh, interventions and the sort of work that we do. Uh, we do not we do not want any just anyone to find out about. Well, I've got no love for the empire, that's for sure. That is what uh, Belarus has been telling me. What uh, what exactly did you have in mind? He's. <laughs> Relatively simple. We have a, uh, a mining, a mining operation. It is an archaeological thing, and uh, yes, it uh, we, we resupply it every, you know, three months, six months. Until often we like, until we like them, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, they are running low on supplies, and uh, you know, uh, what's going to give them an extra excavator, some more promethium. Uh, a few more uh, workers for the site. Uh, I see. Like this. Well, you know, most of the time, uh, a gentlemen like yourself don't go through the extra expense of hiring a rogue trader for simple delivery mission. Perhaps there's more to the story than you're telling me? Well, yes, there, there yes, perhaps. Mr. Belaris is tipping my hand already. Um, <laughs> Well, shall we see, there is a really problem with the dig. It is, it is not producing the sort of artifacts that it should be. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know for sure there is Igerian maze, a city, on the surface. And these cities are very rare and only Kazbirika knows about it, but now you know about it. So if anyone else were to find out about it, we would be very disappointed. Don't worry, your secret's safe with me and Belarus. Yes, I am quite sure. <laughs> uh, and Orthos, of course. Yes, and the um, problem is that I, I do not know how much to trust men we have in charge there. His name is uh, Overseer Lyrus. And uh, he, he has worked well for us in the past. He has done many good missions for us and has overseen other things and things have been good. But hmm, perhaps he's... Lyrus? Lyrus. Lyrus. Yeah, L-E-E-R-U-S. Perhaps he's getting old. Perhaps he is getting senile. I don't know. He's not that old. Hmm. Perhaps he's getting greedy. This could be true, yes. Uh, well, we have another... We have... Uh, a deputy stack office there. S T A K O V. He is a member of our family and we trust him uh, very well. So the two of them together have worked in the past. There has been no problems. And uh, uh, 
And so hopefully everything is okay, but uh, the fact that there is this great maze city from Aryan civilization and we are not getting anything, and we have been there just over one year now. Mm-hmm. We have, I could fit everything we've gotten out of there in uh, this briefcase. So, there's a problem with, there's a problem here. I the see. Artifacts coming from here are really expensive, and, uh, and we need to, we need to continue to sell them in order to fund operation. Have you heard anything from your people there? Uh, no, just that work is slow and not finding much, but it's hard to believe we have, we have, we have investigated. Uh, Aryan cities in the past, and they are always full of wonderful things. So, but they've, they've, uh, everything that they've told you, they've sent you, has been accounted for. There's been, like, pirates haven't been seizing it or something like that. No one has complained of this, no. Hmm, interesting. I see. Well, um, I think that we might be able to help you out with that problem. It yes. sounds like the kind of thing that, um, I've been known to do in the past. Okay, so there's kind of some negotiations go on. Uh, basically, if, if you just resupply them, that's kind of one profit factor. If you find out what's, uh, if you can determine what's going on, that's kind of another profit factor. If you can fix it and get, you know, a stream of artifacts coming out of there, that's a third profit factor. It's kind of the roughly the the gist of the, how the negotiations go. Okay. Uh, all right, that sounds fine with me. Okay. So if we can uh, get three, that would get us up to 50. That would get us all another cost in every... Is <coughs> um, it every tens digit? Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, he directs you to uh, a place where they're stashing some, some of these supplies, and there's big crates of food, there's uh, water, they have uh, basically like a bulldozer that they want to bring over there. Um pilot that. They've got uh, these three huge casks of vodka. Um, there's a bunch of spare parts that help, you know, fix machines. Uh, there's seven indentured workers who are uh, actually in shackles that they want you to bring there. Okay. Um, four large tanks of Prometheum. Kind of like, uh, you know, like a big round tank that's maybe as long as this room. Mm-hmm. Is that the stuff that was in the stasis pods? Uh, no, no that those was, were fission rods. Yeah, that was uh, over, uh, like, uh, yeah, radioactive rods. Prometheans is like, uh, jet fuel. Okay. Score, free supplies. Um. Not exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not unless things go really badly. <laughs> <laughs> you hit the stuff. <laughs> Peace out. Let's go if if the stuff has team. bolt weapons in it, we'll consider it. <laughs> are there any like other bolts? Bolts? No, these are not. This is not a uh, clan you really want as your enemy. Um, and that's what we say about ourselves. All right. Um, oh, there's it gives you some information about the uh, the planetary system that you're about to uh, encounter. Um, so, so the so the planet that this dig is on is called Icaria Omega. It's one of uh, seventy-two catalog stellar bodies in the star in the star star system, in the planetary system. The planetary system is called Icaria Abundus. Um, it's a, the star itself is old; it doesn't give off much light. Um, the biosphere is only half an AU. Um, there are kind of six main bodies. There's two barren rocks, two gas giants, uh, and 
two that are just large chunks of ice. Um, but the but the but there's an incredible 66 moons that uh, that orbit um, one one of the large kind of plant one of the large planets there, and the That's archaeological archaeological dig is uh, on one of is on the largest of those moons. So moon orbiting one of the gas giants. Um, I take it. Say which planet it was, probably. Um, but you're warned that the that the uh, computers can't generally calculate the gravity when all of it's like some of these moons are like orbiting other moons, and so it's a very chaotic gravitational system. Uh, it makes traveling uh, around just that particular planet and its big slew of moons a little bit dangerous. So you generally want to park your ship like in orbit around that whole system rather than get in real close. So that's just sort of a, a, okay. a warning that, that they give you. Um, so where is the base actually on the surface of the planet? It's on the surface of the, of the largest moon that orbits that planet. Can our flyer carry that bulldozer? Yeah, it can. I have a question. Yeah. Are we at second rank? Yes. Yes. So what does that mean? Means um, that you can spend experience on things that they rank to. But only experience over seven thousand. So you you only have one hundred sixty. We only have one hundred and sixty experience you can spend on rank two. That stuff. you can spend on rank two stuff, even though you have three hundred sixty total. Spent. So when can I spend this other three hundred sixty? You could spend the other three hundred. You spend the, all your on rank one stuff or on advances, just okay. like normal. Like right now. Like right yeah. now. Oh, okay. it'll be perfect time okay. before you head off to uh, brave the brave the new world. Okay, and you're <coughs> given a star map over there. Um, so I have to spend 200 on rank one things. And how much does each increase should do that? Five. Five. Okay. Are you buying? We're buying skulls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So how much experience do you have to spend? I had 600. Fine. I'll buy ambidextrous for 200. I'm going to want it eventually. I might as well get it now. Yeah, start buying up <coughs> stuff that you want. I had 600. I don't know if I got any last session when I wasn't here. 200. Uh, yeah, you get 200. So I should have 800. And stuff. How much does he get? Out? Does he get the full campaign? You get the full campaign experience. All right. So how much was that? That was 660. So you get 860 more. Yeah. So oh, because we completed that campaign. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. All right. So I missed one session. You should be at 7,060, basically. Uh, he missed two. He has missed two. Yeah. Then 6960. Six. what you're... <coughs> 65. That's my total experience. That's your total experience earned. And then yeah. So I had 600 unspent at the end of last... Uh, the last so you add, add 860 to that. 1460. 1460. So start spending it on rank one and on <laughs> character. You've got a lot of stuff to do. And on character six upgrades. Yeah, I already bought like DI intelligence upgrades, so I could be an awesome healer. Oh, you, uh, you should get a med kit. I think they're almost free, and they're plus twenty to your Medicaid. Whoa! Whoa! All right, I do that. Uh, uh, they're in the book. Who's got the regular book? Here. Okay. So you might have to. Page, uh, it's under the equipment page. I just found it randomly when I was browsing. Uh, the page where you buy your advances. That was like I printed off yes, everybody a page yeah. for that. Yeah. Okay. 
Right. I just spent for a minute and spent on that. Is what's the rarity on that? That's what I was gonna. I don't remember what the rarity was. Um, Every characteristic advances plus five, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, they're common. So they're common. Yeah, All right, you have a Don't worry about it. So I just have a Medicaid. Plus twenty. Yeah, it's plus twenty to your Medicaid. It makes Medicaid much better. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> How much does the, like the med lab in our ship give then? The med lab in your ship? It's probably just like a med kit. Yeah, basically. Didn't you give me an ability I had to pay for? There's also a, a, a uh, yeah, Medicaid. Yeah, we off. Medicaid uh, there's another spell that you that can lets buy. you make Medicaid uh, test without the skill. in the black book. It costs 200. But I, we have somebody with really good Medicaid, so I don't think we need one. Yeah, I don't. What's that? Probably it was no. Desorium was my... Right. There was, there's, a, there's like the the, the uh, upgraded version of Desorium, the one that uh, comes after Desorium. I know, but don't... Wasn't it like you gave me this dollar like you have to actually pay for this later on? Yeah, and I... Right, I'm suggesting you that you pay oh, for so it. Oh, sorry, I have already paid for it. You've already paid for it, yes. I marked it off when I, when I gave it to you. All right. Um... Anyway, yeah. Mind, the mind vortex is the other custom I don't know spell how that the you can get. Just does anything that I can do use right now. Hand me the book, would you? And that costs two hundred. Costs two hundred. Okay. I guess I should buy that. Uh, it's pretty decent. It doesn't have the range of the other spell, but it's like more powerful. Oh yeah, and you were you were asking if you know like any ships had been uh, you know accosted or or, or uh, you know destroyed or were carrying stuff back, and while that hasn't happened, um, he does mention that when they were first exploring it and when they found it, that uh, they actually had a skirmish with a Xenos ship that they couldn't identify, but it wasn't in the system; it was like just in that same subsector, and they later found. The uh, that planetary system that had this special city on it. Okay. But uh, yeah, they don't have a lot of information on it. It was, uh, um, but yeah, Xenos were spotted basically in this in that subsector. Okay. Um, all right. Why don't? Um, uh, oh, and he gives you a a letter saying that uh, you know you have the Caspilica's mission. You know, uh, backing to explore and investigate the site. Oh, okay. You know, to, ask oh. to ask questions, you know. Okay. Seems like you would need that. You know, he thinks he thinks uh, yes, he will be helpful because Virus uh, is not always the most friendly man. So I will give you some authority. I see. Thank you very and it's, much. It's signed by by Chris uh, Okay. 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 Um, why don't you check the Imperial <coughs> Archive for any information about this particular system? I'm not expecting you'll find much, but it's probably worth doing. And I'll make some inquiry tests and find out if anybody's been in that area recently and what they know, what's been going on out there. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Inquiry test. Imperial Archive is not really something you're going to find on football. Oh, that's right. That was a Port Wander, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, I crushed the inquiry test. I have four degrees of success. 
Ah, um... Let's see. Yeah, that that uh, that Karinin guy. He uh, he's actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> he actually has uh, uh, been to that subsector a couple of times. Um, so what is it that you're that you're what you want to know about it? Uh, anything basically. Uh, like what you know. What kind of other what establishments are there in the in the area? Like who owns that particular sector? Um, what the what the hap- what's been happening out there? Have there been lots of pirate attacks? Has it been totally quiet? Xenos. Okay. It's a pretty. Uh, he says that it's a pretty um, uh, vacant area. There's not a lot there. Um, it's, it's technically in the fringes of Winterscale's realm. Uh, Winterscale. Really doesn't care much about it, uh, about that whole subsector, uh, and that it's kind of known for <coughs> uh, like it hasn't been explored that much. But because Xenos have been spotted there uh, with limited exploration, it's, it's thought that perhaps they uh, um, that it might be dangerous. Um, and anything about the warp in that region of space? Um, no, it's pretty. It's it's not a bad work trip out there. Um, you have four degrees of success. Yeah. Uh, he says that there's a rumor that Rackball are out there. Rackball. Rackball. Well, yeah, make, make, you, you I don't know. have forbidden. <coughs> you don't have forbidden. Okay. You, you can you can ask you can ask I, around I ask, about it. Yeah, I ask around about it with my crew. Uh, I make it with a uh, one degree of success. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Rackball. <coughs> you've. Uh, um, You've heard a lot of stories about them. You haven't, you haven't like, you know, had an encounter with one it, um, yourself. But the the Rackle are rumored to be an extremely hostile, extremely aggressive Xeno species that look like reptiles. Uh, they, uh, they kind of they, they have scaly skin. Um, they're they're capable of surviving in all sorts of environments. Um, they're not like Tyranid. No, capable. Tyranids are. Um, Tyranids kind of have this hive mind, and these guys are more, uh, you know, and, and and Tyranids are like from another galaxy. Uh, these guys are more like pirates uh, or uh, aggressive bandits, might be uh, a better way to describe them. They are very super. Yeah, and, and they. Uh, you know they have like their own ships. They have they they, they uh, and and almost you know the the rumors are that they're all cybernetically enhanced somehow. Like they uh, they're like mechanically enhanced basically. <laughs> Great. Um, they, some, they somehow in, maybe they maybe the, the the guys the guy the guy who you remember talking to about them he thinks they're like half machine half reptile. How would you go about fighting an army of people with like enhancements like you have? Uh, I'd probably uh, surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Are there like EMP weapons? <laughs> Actually, if we run into these people, we should uh, maybe offer to trade with them. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like technology. They 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 they, 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 they are they do not trade. They <laughs> they do not even parlay. Okay. They you know I um I I do can we get like. 
what their <coughs> typical <coughs> ship configurations look like. So if we spot a stray ship, we can identify it as one of theirs. Um, here's a fix. Well, hmm. Oh, I've seen a you picture could, of could, one guess, of their ships. I guess it's like an inquiry test. I don't think he knows it off the top of his head. Uh, no. Right, I want to know. I've never like, seen a picture you of their ship. You haven't seen a picture of their ship. Oh. Their ships or, or something. I mean, if you want to ask around, maybe. Mm, I failed the inquiry test. Okay. Um... All right, um, I want to acquire some uh, some really, like, whatever the best, like, vodka is that they have available on Footfall. Uh-huh. I want to, I want to get some. Um, uh, that's rare. Acquisition. Rare says zero. I make it. Wow, uh, two degrees of success. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, you find some, uh, you find some nice vodka. Okay, but you have to spend cost units? No, oh. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, so I get, I get a supply of that, and maybe some, um... So you already got some in this shipment, but you're getting more, I guess? Like yeah. Like personal supply? Well, I don't know, is, it, is the stuff that they have, like, the very best quality? No, it's uh, very average. No, this is for bribes. Anything else that might come in handy out there? Did you guys pick up like just some common adventuring here, like some you might want, like you know, some shovels, some binoculars, like I don't know, the. A rope. I'm sure you guys have that stuff. A rope? Yeah, there's no rope on our ship at all. (laughs) Alright, can we just get, like, one of everything that's average and below and put it on our ship? Um, So we can say that we have it on our ship? Sure. Alright, we have everything. Alright, we have at least, we have one of everything that's in the book that's average and below on our ship, so we don't have to mess with that. Right, but you might want to have, like, something, I don't know, you might want to have, like, a telescope on your person, I don't know, if you, if you care. But. If we need one, it's on our ship. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. We should hire, or we should have a quartermaster that takes care of all that crap. So. Alright, you're appointed. Mm, I'm the pilot. <laughs> okay, uh, so off to the wharf. Uh, anybody else want to do anything before we leave? Before you we enter the underworld? We didn't have any credits left over, did we? We had a couple, yes. I have one left. One, well, you can you can keep what you can carry. We, one are, we all we all have our one that we're carrying over, yeah. and I'm carrying over one for me and one for the crew. I'm just still going out my. I'm gonna throw a big stuff. party for the remaining maggots and myself to blow off some steam. All right. Uh, Fours, debauchery, get, get, get some strippers. Yep. Do the whole thing. Yep. I'm right. gonna try to find one last time. Nice. Yeah. Jad seems to know where to go. I bet. <laughs> Yeah, come down, come down to the eight free seat. It's my favorite spot. Yeah. You're done, good man. All right, All right. I try to find a combi tool. Uh, I find one. Can we scrounge up three credits somehow? It's gonna have to wait until the next go around. All right. Uh, you'll have to roll again for it. All right. When you come back. Okay. So uh, off to the warp. Um. Let's see. So. Let's see how the characteristics are. Um. 
Your navigator says they're excellent. It's the perfect time to be making a trip. Good. Um, what are we rolling again? I have to make some commands. Okay, guys. let's see. So I don't remember that much. Okay, so our astropath, uh, you can uh, you make a willpower test as you use your communication abilities to kind of check with na- nearby astro- other nearby astropaths and uh, you know to try to get some idea of what the warp characteristics are like between here and that part of Winterscale's realm where you're headed. You weren't here the last time, Jesse. Yeah. This is like we're about to go on a long trip through hell. <coughs> and we're seeing how well our shields will protect us. Okay. Uh, last time very, they, they didn't do a very good. Last job. time they didn't do a very good job, and we all got two d six insanity points. Yeah, that was like four or five degrees of failure, or something, as I recall, on that roll. Um, yeah. So Rich, yeah, but luckily you're here. Yeah, lucky you didn't here. get that. <laughs> do we have time to heal up? Oh, yeah, we're yeah, You're totally healed up. Everybody who's yeah, we've been there for four healed. weeks. Um. Yeah, we were there for five weeks. Five weeks? Okay. I'll just write that. Are you keeping track of that? Yeah. Five weeks. Okay, Jesse, so do you want to you wanna make that roll for us? Uh, what am I rolling? It's a roll against your willpower uh, as you're, as you're uh, using your communication abilities. Okay. Straight up. We are refueled yeah, and reprovisioned. It's not against any skill. Uh, well, it's a success. Yeah, it's a, this is just a, a straight success, or succeed or fail. Okay. Okay. So you get a little bit more information that's going to help out the main role of the plus 10. Um, okay, uh, you're, it's time to configure the Geller field. So that's a tech use test. Um, and it can be aided. I do not aid you. Is tech use intelligence? Yes. I'm like totally jai chanting my command test. Uh, I fail. Okay, the degrees of failure matter. Oh, one degree of failure. Okay. Two or more degrees? No. I'm just not getting a handle uh, on the that field thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That does that has, so you're not you're not gonna help things out, but that doesn't doesn't do anything uh, uh, negatively. Okay, so you guys enter the warp. Um, the uh, navigator kind of tells you how to fly the ship left and right to avoid this storm and that storm. You make a pilot spacecraft test. And you are aided. Close uh, 10 to your test. I make it. Okay, any degrees of success? No. Okay, so success and no degrees is a plus 5. So we're going to make a navigation test with a total of plus 15. I think Rich makes does the honors on this one. No, not after last time. No. I'm appointing somebody else. Uh, Jeff, you do it. Okay. What's the skill that we're testing against? It's uh, it's just against a forty. Plus so fifteen. A plus, plus, a plus fifteen. Fifty-five. All right. Two degrees of failure. Can I aid this? Uh, this one you cannot. Okay. It's the only one that you cannot. Can you action point it? Oh, because it's no. not our navigator. Yeah, it's not your navigator more, so there's no action points on it. So two degrees of failure. Two degrees of failure. All right. Uh, it's not. No, it'll be nothing like what happened last time. The length of the trip matters too. This is a shorter trip. So the navigator is basically giving me false information on where to go, and I'm steering into bad parts. <laughs> okay, so... See where that big floaty demon thing is? Fly right into that. <laughs> Trust me. I don't know. Okay. So, okay, so there is an encounter rule. doesn't mean you're going to have an encounter, but... Uh, Alright, Jeff, go for it. 
this is a D100 with minus 10. 48. 48. This is the same one you had last time. Visitations. Great. Uh, but this is the lesser version of it from, from last time. Um, so, yeah, so once again, you all have these strange visitations that you can all make a willpower test as you try to stay yourself and calm your mind and spirit. I think. Uh, fail. Amazingly. Can action point it? I will action point it. you want. I make it on the action point. Okay. <laughs> I roll the exact same number. <laughs> okay, uh, if you make it, there is no effect. Yeah. Thank God. Can action point just cause you to re-roll? Yeah, pay yeah, point. It's a pay point. It's a pay point. All right, the degrees of failure matter. Uh, three degrees. Three degrees. Uh, I rolled, your head explodes. I rolled the hard 81. <laughs> no, the hard 162. Hard right. 162. <laughs> uh, three degrees is two insanity points. Oh, that's it? Man, I got like 14 last time. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a shorter journey, so like everything's a little bit more moderate. Right. Can I keep the first roll if it's better than the second one? No, degree? you have to take the second one. You have to take the second one. Okay. Did you have uh, three degrees also, or would you? I have uh, five degrees. Five degrees. <laughs> Your head explodes. Yep. <laughs> There's no getting around it. Uh, <laughs> that's a D5 plus one. D6 plus one. D6, D6 plus, plus one. one. Four. Do I? I think I still have the most in the party, though, Rich. So I'm just now getting unsettled. I got sixteen. Did you? Did you cross? I have did you cross ten. I did. Okay. So something happens when you cross ten. Uh, you make a roll against your willpower with uh, a modifier based on like how unsettled you are. It's kind of it's, it's all written up right plus there. Plus ten. Yeah, so unsettled plus ten. So your willpower test with plus ten. Yeah. Um. Uh, horrible failure. You can yeah. actually point it if you want to. Uh, you're kind of well, you, before you decide that. I can tell you. What, I'll tell you what happens, and you can make the decision if you want to keep it or not. Um, Where is that stupid chart? So greedy. Just one thing. Not good, does. Gotta read some books on Geller, man. I thought it was a check. This is that one I don't have printed out for (laughs) some reason. Did you look that up? This is why I'm looking it up. Thank you. Rachel and Ross, Bay Gellers. Okay. Alright, so you failed. How many degrees of failure did you have on the willpower test? Five. So, Five. You roll, uh, so roll a D100, D100 and add 50. Yeah, D100 plus 50. This table goes up to like 149. 49 plus 50 is 99. 99. You're in the 71 to 100. Uh, the character gains a plus. You're constantly fearful, seeing danger everywhere, and extremely jumpy. This is not going to matter because it only lasts for 1 to 6 days. Uh, the character gains plus 10 bonus on all perception-based tests, and it is a minus 10 penalty to his willpower for the next 1d6 days. Okay. Uh, not, yeah. That's not a... doesn't really matter. Next four days. What's that? Yeah. So you, assuming you, that happens in the oh. middle of the voyage. Yeah, this happens in the middle of that really? voyage. So That would make all those results worthless. I would assume that that's 1d5 days from after you leave the war. <coughs> um, These are the, supposed to be pretty minor. Yeah. No, but that's like... It's like nothing because it's always gonna. It doesn't be always the, happen in the no. warp, though. You the major ones, you get points otherwise. otherwise. Yeah, and the major ones are up here. Um, no, that's corruption points. Where's the? It, they're, they're supposed to be like a little flavorful thing that happens, like in, if you were like in an encounter where like something fearful happened in front of you, then it might be more relevant. So anyway, let's move, let's move on. So we get there pretty uneventfully. Uh yeah, so the. 
Um, with that failure, the trip ends up taking five weeks. So you, you want to mark that down, uh, Jeremy. Okay, so you, you come out of the warp. Um, you know, you're taking a look around on, on with your... What's the name of this place again? Um, the name of the system was uh, Egarius Abundus. I'll just say Egarius. Okay. Um, so who who uh, who runs your guys' scanners typically? Uh, I do. I think. I think okay. so too. Scrutiny, right? Yeah. Make a scrutiny test. You know, you add the ship's detection to that. Um, uh, can you give me plus ten? You get a minor disorder at forty insanity points. That's when they park to get really bad. Can you give me a plus ten? Yes. All right. I make it with the plus ten. Any division success there? No. Um, Actually, he has the high. Oh, no, no, he doesn't. Um, okay. He has the better ballistic skill, or at least he did. My perception's not that good. There's kind of a fleeting, there's a fleeting image on your on your scanner that shows a another ship. Um, it's really at the edge of your scanners, and it's moving away from you, and it blows out after a few minutes. It's gone. Okay. I'll relay that information to the captain. Okay. Um, which direction was it heading? It was headed... Uh, Can we, like, get a vector? To see, like... It was basically... Um, let's see... Yeah, it was It was right at the edge of your... at the, Right at the edge of your um, range. And by the time you locked onto it, it was moving directly away from you. But in which direction? Like, away... Like, you're... Like, like if in front the, of us? If the system, if the system, if you were like pointed toward the system, it would be behind you. Oh, so it was at the edge of our detection range and moving away from the system. Yes. Okay. On the same kind of rough vector that we came in on. Roughly, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay, so you want to fly into the system? I take it. Yes. Okay. Um, Alright, make a second uh, testing with this scrutiny in your ship's detection. Well, Rubius has a better perception. We should prove it for the scanners. Does he have scrutiny? Uh, do you have scrutiny, Malrubius? Uh, not trained, no. Then he does not. Oh. Three degrees of success. You do not get a plus ten. Hmm. My perception is fifty-three, though. Yeah, but you only get half. <laughs> do you have ac- but you're only using half of it. Do you have access to scrutiny? I do. You should get it, oh. <laughs> like right away. Get it when you can. Sure. All right, you get a uh, couple more blips on your on your scanner, and it you, you, with that means success. You kind of get a feeling it's kind of shadowing you. But uh, yeah, uh, so I think it's the uh, I think it's that ship, and I think they're I think they see us better than we see it. Uh, well, so. how confident do you feel in your piloting skills? Very. All right, let's um, try and lose them in the uh, in the in the chaotic moons around this planet. Maybe we can set an ambush for them. Okay, you want to fly into the gravity tides? Mm-hmm. All right, um, fly into the gravity tides and find a spot where we can hide and let them go past us. See what they're doing if they follow us in. They can we do like shadowing mode or whatever? 
Silent running. Silent running. I don't. I want to kind of lure them in. If we just go on silent running, they'll probably just disappear. Oh, I want to kind of lure them in after us okay. if we can. Okay, make a test against your pilot plus your ship's maneuverability. Uh, uh, this is at minus up. twenty. This is a difficult test. Ship's maneuverability. You get plus ten is. for me. So I get plus twelve. So I get plus twenty-two total. And it's minus 20. It's at minus 20. So I'm at plus 2. Okay, I make it with 0 degrees. Okay, well, there's, there's uh, no damage to your ship. The, the gravity ties actually do damage to your ship, is the way they work. Um, so you're able, you're able to uh, kind of navigate these tides and uh, kind of get roughly where you want to go. So make another um, scrutiny test. I'm kind of like going back and forth between. Yeah. We're at a Lagrange point for uh, a second. Oh, whoa. no, massive failure. Yeah. Uh, it seems that either you can't see it, or maybe it's just not following you anymore. All right. Well, we'll can we stay in here without further danger? Um, no, you're going to continually making tests. Can we land on? Leave here. Can we land on something and be out of danger? Mm, the ship's not made for landing. Well, normally you land at spaceports, right? Uh, you dock, yeah. You dock. If we actually flew to the planet that we're going to, could we dock to it? Even though you're not supposed to. If you flew, if you, your, 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 think we're, your ship, the ship, your ship would, it, that's a, that moon is really large. It has its atmosphere. It's, in fact, it, it must be roughly Earth sized because it doesn't have a gravity modifier. So. So no, we could. So no, you, would, you wouldn't be able to leave it with that with your ship intact. We can't pilot the ship in the atmosphere, can we? Or can our ship enter atmosphere? Uh, I would say it would start burning up as soon as it entered atmosphere. It doesn't have sort of shielding, you know, like ceramic plating on it that oh. uh, a nor- that a ship that's designed for that would have. Is it easier to stay put in here than it is to move around? Um, no, even staying put, you're going to be in occasional trouble. As, as the, How long as the chaotic, uh, you know, gravities shift around? Right, but it's, so it's no easier than than flying around in it. Um, let's see. So I would say you could probably find a point where you could like stay for a day. That wouldn't be a big deal. Okay, let's do that if we can. Sure. Want to wait a day? Um, and, you know, kind of, you know, scan and keep right. our eyes peeled and see if we can find them. Uh, go ahead and make another. Massive failure. Yeah. You get plus 10 for me. Yeah, I, my, my screen is just not very good. No, maybe nothing's out there. Uh, I wonder how much it cost me to raise my perception. Can we exit this gravity tides in a spot where... If they were looking for our original entrance, us to come out of our original entrance spot, it would be hard for them to find us. You could try that. Yeah, we've got a navigation stellar. Does someone have that? Uh, I have it. Yeah, make a test against that, and you can. Uh, make it. Okay. You know, two degrees. Okay. Yeah, you figure out. You take a look at uh, where you're at, where you think uh, they might be, and yeah, you figure out a good spot. So you, so want, have to make you, want, you want to leave? Yeah, make another yeah. piloting test. Uh, crush it. Yeah, you get plus 10. Okay. All right. Uh, no, no damage to your ship. 
Uh, yeah, you navigate these sides. In fact, you you you, uh, you go a little faster than you otherwise might, since with, with them helping you out from time to time. Um, okay, so you're you're roughly you're kind of near this this large moon, which is uh, they designate it uh, Area Abundus 12F. I think 12 is because it's the 12th planet, and F maybe it's the might be like a moon or whatever type of planet. Or I don't know. I don't know why exactly how that designation works. But um, the class F planet. So if you want to, you're gonna you're gonna need to take your um, take the sparrow to, to make planet fall. Right, which can fit sit eight, right? Fits eight. Right? Yeah. So we leave. We have to leave one maggot behind. Uh, well, eight plus like the pilot and co-pilot or something. I, I don't remember. It's written down there. Oh, in that case, we have one extra seat. Pilot, co-pilot, nine crew, 11 people total. Oh, okay. So five, four maggots is nine. So we have two extra seats. Well, you got seven seven additional medical workers that you're bringing there, for example, as well as a and bunch of stuff you're going to have to, like, ferry back. And but we're not get it all necessarily bringing all that crap on the first trip. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, no, we will, we, will, we will only, yeah, we won't take very much on except for us on the first trip back. Okay. Are we, do we have a decent co-pilot? Me. I'm okay. a decent co-pilot. So, I'm not great, but I'm decent. So we have manning the ship. Two, three. So you, you would be leaving uh, just like one, one of your mid-level staff members yeah. in charge. Yeah, so that's someone that Simon originally Are, are there, there uh, safeguards in place so he couldn't just take the ship and fly away? Yes. Well, we trust him. Well, the navigator works for you guys. Yeah. Like, where is he going without the navigator? Yeah. It's and like and if our ship gets attacked when we're not there, how good is the crew at... Uh, piloting it. They have 30 on everything. Um, you have instructions, like, should they kind of disengage if they're being attacked, or should they, you know, obviously they will contact you. Um, try and contact us. If they can't contact us for some reason, um, they should, um... Is there another astropath on the ship? No. So they would need to use box communication? How yeah. Well, how does that work through larger distances? Uh, it works okay if you're, like, in orbit. It's not bad. There's a small delay, you know? Like, uh, but we're not in orbit. We're, we're outside of this gravity field thing. Right. But th- it would be, like, a 30-second delay. All right. So try to contact us. If for some reason they can't contact us, their orders are to um, retreat and, and attempt to reestablish contact um, at a specific time every third day. We'll attempt to reestablish contact. Okay. Yeah, if they, you know, if possible. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So you take you take the uh, you take the sparrow down. Um, everyone on the ship can make an awareness test as you enter the ship's atmosphere and head down towards the towards this planet slash moon. Fail. Uh, I make it somehow. Two degrees of success. Two degrees of success. Zero degrees of success. Okay, uh, two degrees of success. Yeah, so, um, uh, as you guys, uh, you guys kind of circle the planet a little bit and you kind of know roughly its rough geological features to, to be able to find the, uh, the Adarian city in this, in this archaeological dig. You're you kind of circled. You, you end up orbiting the planet a couple of times. You know, kind of looking down, looking for this spot uh, based on some landmarks. Like there's, this planet uh, seems pretty barren. Uh, 
it has polar ice caps, but uh, the center of the planet is pretty just a rocky, it's like all crust, you know, no ocean, but it has a bunch of lakes. Uh, some of them are pretty large and can work as landmarks from, from orbit. Uh, so you zero in on where, where you uh, believe this dig site to be. And as you're getting uh, down towards the... Uh, um, you know, you're just maybe a thousand feet off of, over, over the ground. Uh, the, those of you that two degrees of success, you see, like, often, often the distance like a fireball kind of entering the uh, planet's atmosphere and uh, and then it kind of winks out after a few seconds. Like it wasn't, uh, it was off in the distance, you know, clearly not right on top of you. Many miles away it must have been, like maybe hundreds of miles away. Could it be something like burning up in the atmosphere? Could be. It, 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 it seems kind of like when a meteor burns up in the atmosphere, but more bright, more uh, prominent. Okay. Should we box our ship to make see if there's anything? If everything's all right. Uh, no, we're we're fine. All right, continue on. Um. Okay, you uh, you land at the uh, at the planet, and there's a whole map. Uh, I don't know what this place is. Kind of the dig site and stuff looks like. Need a symbol. A symbol? Yeah, for the Von Draco clan or whatever, right? My, I have a symbol. It's a, it's like a, it's like a bird. Do we have a picture of it? Pre- presumably, we have that on our armor. Yeah, our yeah, yeah. We did that during the five weeks of. Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, I, I have a symbol. Uh, the Von, it's a Von Vogel house. Yeah, it's like emblazoned on your sword, right? Yeah, it's yeah. on my sword. I have a, I have an amulet that has it. It's a, um, it's like a, you remember that, uh, you remember that magic card, uh, Whippoorwill? Yes. It, it looks kind of like that, but just, just the bird. Okay. I now remember Whippoorwill. <laughs> Whippoorwill, is that like remove flying from creatures or? No. From regenerating? If, like, if something dies, yeah, it stops them from regenerating and they're removed from the game if they die. Nice. Uh, what a terrible card. <laughs> it's infamously one of the worst cards they've ever made. Yeah. No, yeah, it's really bad. But it has a really because, cool Because it has a bird on it, but the creature itself doesn't have flying. And they've yeah, bad that they're right. never going to do that again. Unlike the dark or something? Yeah. Yes. But it has a really cool picture. It, it caused an uproar for that way yeah. more than just for being an inferior card. They're like, no, you can't well, show a thing with wings on your art and have it not fly. Yeah. Well, well because it had wings on the art, you could generally go, oh yeah, I block it. I mean, it's like a zero one, so... Some of the big sheets. Yeah, good, good sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so this is uh, this is what it looks like. So there's this large kind of lake over there. Um, yeah. By the way, this planet has a a breathable atmosphere. Um, it is uh, a little low in oxygen, but not low enough that it has any like effect on humans. Um, and uh, the, uh, let's see, I don't think you're going to know anything else about it until you land, so, uh, um, but, like, survival suits aren't required, uh. Okay, is there, like, an obvious landing zone? There is, it's just number one on the map. Okay, I see landing oh, pad. landing pad, yes. Okay, we make for the landing pad. Okay. Or land on the landing pad. Alright, uh, yes, when you're landing on the landing pad, no 
pilot tests or anything like that are necessary. Um, okay, so you, you disembark from the ship, and there's uh, a couple of, of uh, armed, kind of mercenary-looking types are there to greet you. So we're basically like in China or something. That's how bad the air is. Uh, and the the air kind of has just a off, slightly acidic smell to it, um, unless you're wearing your breathers. The stormtrooper carapace armor, the full set at least, would have to come equipped for all that. Uh, only if you only if you want it. Uh, I'm not. Kind of obstructs like. I'm not wearing the helmet. Kind of obstructs talking to. I mean, I have it in the shuttle, but I'm not going to wear it when I'm meeting these guys. Oh, I'm wearing the full suit. Well, yeah, yeah. and, and I've got. You are the muscle. You two are the muscle. Holding the hell gun and got the old melted gun on the shoulder mount. Yeah, um, I'm not wearing my helmet either. I'll leave it in the. I'll leave it in the. All right, I uh, I step off the shuttle. Um, <clears throat> uh, and uh, yeah, you kind of get a quizzical look. Uh, and um, yes, uh, the, the the guards. Uh, one of one of them's like calling to his leader. So like, Captain Brand, get over here. Go visitors. Right. I'll wait for the captain to show up. All right, Ca- Captain shows up. He uh, he's this uh, tall, muscular guy. He's got uh, in this picture. He's got like ridiculous amounts of ammunition on for for his uh, heavy stubber. That's that's the picture of him. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Yeah, he shows up, and uh, um, and yeah, this planet is kind of like a. As you kind of look around and survey the, you can't see out to the horizon though because there's actually a perimeter fence around uh, around this compound, and it's about hmm, I'd say seven feet high. It's got like a, a plank across the top, so you can uh, walk along its top. It's uh, these are act- these circles are actually gun turrets, and they have uh, these twin-mounted uh, machine guns on, e- on each of them. They can be pointed both in and out. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and it's, the air has a slightly acidic uh, quality to it, and there's sort of like fo- rolling fog in the distance in, in different directions that seems to to move. In you know different patterns, uh, but this is sort of bleak alien landscape in general. Okay. Um, so this Captain Brent eventually uh, gets up to you guys and says, uh, bah, bah, "About time we got resupplied." Uh, <coughs> Captain Brand, I presume. Uh, yes. Draco von Vogel, Road Trader. Uh, the well, well met, sir. Um, you need you need any uh, help unloading? Um, yes, we're going to have to make several trips. We have uh, quite a few supplies for you. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I would like to meet with Overseer uh, Lyris as soon as possible. I have some uh, important business uh, to conduct with him. Uh, yeah, he's right over there. He points to the place on the map that's called Overseer's Hab. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> my crew will see to the uh, unloading. You guys... Uh, I'll start fl- fly- piloting back and forth. Yeah, through. you can start shuttling back and forth, and the rest of you can uh, come with me to the overseer's office. Yeah, I, I should probably at least come with you in case I'm going to charm this Can one, one person stay with me to help, haul, help load the stuff and haul the prisoners, like Jad or something? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have Janet. <coughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, as as, you, as you're approaching his uh, his little hab unit, there it it opens and this large man steps out. He's kind of a, a slightly portly guy, though he's wearing just really nice armor. Like it looks like the sort of you know gilded armor that uh, um, you know you wear for show more than for battle. But uh, it doesn't look like anything imperial. It almost looks like maybe he just sort of had this stuff custom made for him or something. Uh, doesn't have any like imperial signs on it. Okay. And uh, he says, uh, "Hello, can I can I help you uh, with something?" <clears throat> yes, Overseer Lyris, I presume. Uh, yes, I'm uh, <clears throat> Draco von Vogel, uh, rogue trader. I bring uh, greetings from Usinov, along with uh, this message that I hand in the letter. He uh, starts to read down the letter, and he says, Usinov has uh, come to this, huh? This is what happens when I, when I don't give them everything in the first uh, in the first year, huh? This is this is how I kind of waft the paper back in your face. I, I catch it. I uh, put it away. <laughs> he says, uh, man, a little little tardiness, and this is and this is how I'm treated. Come now, we both know that this has gone way beyond tardiness. Your, um, your production, the production of this facility is far beneath what the ex, what the, what your superiors have expected of you. Well. Surely you must have some explanation for this. He says, well, uh, you know, I, 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 we can only dig so fast, and I tell you, it's these, it's these archaeologists we employ. They're 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 so slow. They 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 go through every little detail piecemeal. You know, I I can I can show you that some progress here. Come come, and he starts to take you for a tour around the uh, around the site. Okay. Um. So he shows you this main dig site, and there's uh these workers down at the bottom uh that have oh like kind of mechanical shovels and like uh I don't know like like like, here's a guy with a, uh, like a excavator kind of built into his arm. There's like a guy who's got that down there. And there's a couple of guards who are overseeing him and shouting at them to, to hurry up. Uh, there's, uh, and then, the, and then, uh, there are, uh, a couple of people who aren't, clearly aren't workers who are down there. And he points them out as, as archaeologists, uh, who, who specialize in this sort of thing. What is They've this? Been, they, I mean, is this basically just a big hole in the ground? It's a big hole in the ground that has it has like a has like stairs and ladders, and it's got like catwalks built into it, so you can get down into it and back up. Are there any signs of like ancient ruins or something? Yeah, it's actually got um, kind of carved stone. It looks like they're digging down into an underground building. Okay, uh, right here, and uh, yeah. So as it's described, so you have this city that's built above. Above ground, but it, but uh, according to, uh, I guess you haven't really you have to you have to do some more research on this. But apparently, by digging here, you're finding more of the city uh, without going into it. Although it seems like maybe you could just walk in if you wanted to uh, find some artifacts too, which doesn't seem how they're doing it though. All right. Um, yeah. So he so he starts complaining about how these archaeologists are going really slow and how they're not directing the you know that this this he doesn't think this. Uh, particular sites great. So he's actually had other workers start to just dig randomly around 
site, and so they have all these secondary dig sites with like a worker or two in each one trying to find more stuff. He's like, see, these are all my idea. I'm trying to speed this process up, but we're just not finding much. Um, so I, I, what are my impressions from looking at this guy's work site? I mean, do the workers look like they're slacking off? Are they being productive? Are they, um, you know, are they like being driven into the ground? Like what do I think, the, what are the archaeologists actually doing? Like, kind of, what were my impressions of the productivity of this site? Um, it does seem a little on the slower side. Uh, you know, like, maybe it's not the most efficiently run operation, but, I mean, not horrible. Uh, the, the workers are, be, you know, are treated pretty badly by their guards, but, you know, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, what about the archaeologists? What are they doing? Uh, they're like, you know how archaeologists like to kind of brush off dirt and, you know, sift through stuff and make sure they don't damage anything as they as they get down uh, in, in, into a site. I kind see. Kind of doing that sort of thing. Um, I ask him if they found any other buildings in their excavations other than the one that we're going through right now. Um, any other buildings, like at the other dig sites? Yeah. Uh, not really. I don't think we've gone deep enough. Well, we're, we're getting there. Uh-huh. And um, uh, how is it that this this particular area has yielded so few artifacts? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, w- are we just digging into an empty building here, or um, are the art- or is what you found just been hopelessly mundane? Or uh, we found some. We found a few things. You know, we have sent back a, a few a few uh, artifacts. Um, it seems like a pretty small hole for one year. Uh, it does seem a little small for a year, although, uh, he says, well, when we started here, we didn't start by digging, you see. We started by exploring the city. I see. And what did you find in the city? Well, uh, the city is very ominous, and it was difficult to get the workers to mm, stay in there for very long. And, uh, the, well, you should talk to, uh, the archaeologists about it, but... No, there was, there's really not that much, but they keep telling me that underground is where all the good stuff is. So I decided that instead of continuing to explore, we just start digging. And, uh, you know, it's worked so far. We've gotten a few things. Uh-huh. And um, what... Maybe you should tell me a, a little bit more about these expeditions into the city. How, how much time did you spend going in there? Oh, maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks. Well, this hole still seems pretty small for 50 weeks. <laughs> uh, well, we had to arrange for some more digging equipment to be transported over, and uh, uh, it's a pretty deep hole. <laughs> for a year? Pretty deep hole for me to poop in. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, you could have built this building three or four times over by now in a year, regardless of just excavating it. Clearly, there's something else going on here. Maybe you should talk to the archaeologist and ask. I'm not finished with this guy yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't seem to have anything more to add. Um, I say, uh, well, did you, did you ever go into the city yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in there. Uh-huh. And what did you find? A bunch of empty buildings. The, the Igarians are very strange. I cannot possibly understand how their civilization worked. They have these 
you know, huge buildings. The, 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 the doors never seem to work, but luckily many, most of them are open. Um, what do you mean they don't work? They have hinges, don't they? Uh, they don't, yeah, they do, but they don't turn. Like, you push on them and it's like they're frozen shut. Um, he says, look, I'll show you. And he takes you over. There's an entrance to the maze city that's right here on the, uh, on one side of, of this, uh, dig site. And uh-huh. it's got this large door on it. Uh huh. That's like a jar. Uh huh. You could clearly walk inside. It looks like it's made for somebody who was maybe like 17 feet tall. Okay. Um, and, you know, you try to budge that door. It just, just doesn't go. It has hinges, but it clearly is like just kind of locked in this position. What's it made out of? Stone. In fact, the whole city is made out of this interesting sort of crystalline stone. It's, it's, uh, crystalline in the way it shimmers when the light hits it. I guess one thing I should mention about this planet is, you know, with all these moons and stuff, it has very shifty light. Like, it, it, there's eclipses many times per day. And, um, and the whole place has a sort of eerie, shifting, shadowy glow to it. And, and the, that this, whatever material this, this, uh, structure is built out of seems to absorb the light. And it, it, uh, um, it's sort of like glass, except it it's kind of absorbs and re-radiates light. Uh-huh. I asked him if he, he tried... You can't see through it, though. I asked him if he tried just tearing down the door. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty tough task. It's very, it's very tough stuff. Explosive <laughs> I see. Wow, explosives. Try getting that past our archaeologists. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Perhaps you should introduce me to these archaeologists. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, let's see. He uh, he takes you he takes you uh, into one of the uh, hab blocks uh, where there's a actually no he takes you to the artifact store building and um, there's this old man. Uh, who's kind of pouring over these little shards, and uh, he's, like, trying to piece them together and stuff. Uh, let's see if I can find... What's his name? Artifact store. His name is Kulok. Kulok Svanka. Um... And uh, he, he looks up from his work. He's got this kind of flowing gray hair that's sort of matted with uh, uh, sweat and dirt. And um, he says, I, yes, I see you guys have come to pay me another visit and distract me from my work. I'm here to put you back on schedule. <laughs> he just kind of looks down back at his work for a second. All right, I... Um, he's working on, like, some pottery shards or something. Yeah. All right, like I that. just sweep them all off the table. I thought you were dying! He clicks and, like, jumps on the floor. I grab like, him by the scruff of the neck and shove him up against the wall. All right, what's the meaning of this? You will listen to me, you old fool. You have been sitting here staring at these shards long enough. Now, you're going to get out there and find me my treasure, or so help me, I'm going to throw you into the nearest pit. Uh, but he wants to go into the nearest pit. Make, uh, make it intimidate test. Uh, <laughs> plus 30. Ooh, I'm going to need the plus 30. Uh, I make it with the plus 30. Okay. Oh. Uh, he starts to sh- he starts to quake. And 
and he says, oh, I'm doing, doing the best that I can. I say, um, it's not good enough. I start shaking him. I'm like, um, you guys have been here for a year, and all you have to show for it is chicken scratch and garbage. What's been taking so long? Uh, it's just, well, it, it just, digging is always more, more difficult than, 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 uh, yeah, than anything else. It's just slow going and we have to be very careful or we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you know, destroy things as we, as we dig down. Destroy things? You couldn't even, you couldn't even, you haven't found enough to make anything worth destroying. Why the, why the hell are you taking so long? Uh, um, hmm. He, uh, doesn't seem to have any more explanations. I say, um, Alright, I want you, um, and what's, what's the deal with that city out there? It should be full of interesting artifacts, and you've brought back nothing. Well, you understand the, uh, the top level of an agrarian maze city is, is, it is <coughs> oh, the, the mazes twist and turn, and you can be lost forever. So why don't you simply blow it up? Blow it up with what? I don't know, explosives, I've got a ship, and you know, I've got a ship, I've got um, plasma rifles, hell, I could probably bring down a freaking torpedo, that would seem like it would make an impact. You, you would not be gaining any advantage, you see, you'd be just destroying anything that was on the surface. But you're just you telling me there isn't anything on the surface to destroy, so why haven't you just blown it up and moved deeper? Ah, uh, well... We don't use such destructive methods. <laughs> I say, well, you better get with the program because the people who are in charge of this outfit are sick and tired of your belly aching about uh, care and caution, and they want results. Well, what, what if we destroyed the Nexus? Nex Nexus. What the hell are you talking about? Well, at the center of any Agarian city is the Nexus. If we destroyed that, that's the, the primary reason we try to find these things in the first place. All right, you better start talking, old man. What the hell is the Nexus, and why is it so valuable? Uh, he, he, he starts to explain how somewhere at the center of, of these cities, there is generally... He, he kind of describes it, and it goes on and on, and, and it, it kind of starts to sound like a, it's a control room for the city. Like it can... Uh, if you knew what you were doing, you could you could manipulate the maze. You could um, uh, you could make floors rise and fall. You could you could make passageways open and close. You could uh, open and close these doors. He thinks. Um, but with and and he also says that within the nexus is always an artifact of absolute great power and. The other artifacts that you know one gets from time to time are, are pittance compared to what could be found in Nexus. I see. So um, surely you've made some sort of a, a sketch or map of these of this city, what you've explored so far. Um, a sketch or a map? Um, yeah, he pulls out uh, pulls out a. a Oh, on that, but he, starts to, he kind of starts rambling on about passageways and stuff. He's, this guy's kind of a little hard to understand, but basically, it shows that they've explored kind of this area that's near this entrance that that the that the dig site is next to. But they really haven't. Oh, they probably even haven't even made it to the back. Mm -hmm. 
And he says, it is making a map of this place is, is almost counterproductive. You go back later and the, the, the passageways have shifted. It's enough to drive a man mad. So this nexus is active still? Well, probably, yeah. Who's controlling it? Beyond the Messiah. It's empty. I'm going to go right The city is empty. There's no one there. The nexus just acts on its own? Accord? Well, this, I, guess you could, I guess you could put it that way. Uh-huh. And, and I take it if we're finding buried buildings underneath this courtyard, this place probably extends underground for... Yes, yes, he starts to sketch it for you. He thinks it's like a trapezoid shape. Uh, most of it being kind of like this is the tip of the iceberg. Although it doesn't go down really deep. Maybe the tip of the iceberg is the wrong phrasing. He thinks it goes down, you know, maybe... Still, if you're searching 40, 60 feet. If this nexus, if everything else pales in comparison with this nexus, I don't see why you're taking so long hemming and hawing over every square inch of dirt. Just start shoveling the crap out of here and let's find this thing. Well, if we, uh, if we destroyed everything, uh, beside the, that we found, I mean, what's the point of having an archaeological dig? Well, obviously, to find the nexus. That's the only reason we're here. But once you find it, exploration becomes trivial. If you lose a few things getting to the nexus, I would think, considering the pressure that you're under, it would be worth it. Hmm. I think maybe you misunderstand. We cannot manipulate the nexus once we find it. We will not... You just said we could. No, you misunderstand. We can try, but... The Agarian's ways are beyond us. Still, you just said that there's an artifact of great power there that makes everything else in here seem like chump change. Well, so if it's just chump change, then screw it. Let's just go for the gold. Let's just go for the gold. Start ripping the place apart. We'll find the nexus, and then we can spend the next thirty years picking up the pieces. Lyris, talk some sense into this man. <laughs> he says, "I don't understand why it's taking you so long." And I'm here. I'm re- the people I represent want results, not more excuses. So you better find a way to get this thing turned around, or I'm going to bring down a torpedo and blow your city to smithereens. And then, and then we can start searching for the nexus. Uh, so Lyris says, uh, Agarian cities come but once or twice in a lifetime. We can't be blowing up half of it. Well, it seems like we could, might as well have blown up half of it for everything that you've gotten out of it, which is almost nothing. Uh, I don't see that we're losing anything. Well, we're losing potential. Potential. Ha! As it certainly hasn't been very much potential so far. I'm not interested in potential, I'm interested in results. He says, uh, Uso just brought a man with drives a drives a tough bargain here, I see. We got a like, good cop, bad cop on him, and I can try and like, charm him. And <laughs> There's no kind of negotiation. I'll try and charm him. I'll run, I'll run the good cop. I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, yeah. Look, we're here to ensure your jo- ensure the future of your job security and uh, your standing. As you well aware, as as uh, blustery as my companion here might be, you have somebody else even more pressing to be concerned about. This is just a representative. Uh, so anything you can do to help us acquire this treasure in the Nexus. Okay, you can make a charm test and you can make an intimidate test. Yeah, good cop, bad cop, the tag team. 
you want to cast that? You want to cast that spell? Yeah, I'll action point. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. What is it? Uh, just, is it just in I'll see how he does before I decide whether or not to spend my action point. <laughs> oh, it's delude. Yeah, it's an opposed willpower test. Okay. So what do I do? I just roll. Roll a will. Roll and uh, he has a simple success. So you need a degree of success on your willpower test. Uh, do I have any bonuses? No. no. Alright, I'll use an action point. Still no luck. Uh, so you failed. Our so you failed on you failed on casting the spell, but yeah. you can still make a charm test. Make a charm test. If you fail that too, I'll spend a big point on money. What's the charm test? Uh, it's just a test against if you have your charm. fellowship. It's a good cop. It's your mm-hmm. half your fellowship. Health or fellowship unless you have charm. Unless you have charm. I'm not gonna make that. <laughs> no, definitely no, not. How uh, many degrees of failure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I spend a. a I spend a, a point and I. I make the intimidate test. I don't actually have intimidate. I don't think. Uh, so it's half your strength, or it could be strength, fellowship, or intelligence. Probably fellowship. For it's depending on your argument, I think, right? Uh, if you're threatening bodily harm, then it's based on strength. I'm not really threatening not bodily harm. If you're if you're trying to like, I don't know what how intelligence might be. It maybe if you were. Uh, Intimidating someone with like your knowledge that right that you idiot yeah. yeah you don't know anything about this uh, and then you know I have two degrees, kind of I have two degrees of success I rolled a zero two oh, nice. uh, on an intimidate test um, okay so he's basically intimidated by both of you at this point and and he says he says to uh, Orthos um, my 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 job security is that what you're saying is that is this what uh, Usnov has been telling you that that I'm going to be fired. Look, Uznab is only interested in one thing, and that is getting results, getting artifacts out of this city. Now, he has a lot of respect for you. I understand you guys go, you know, way back. But um, let's face it, you have not been getting the job done. So you can consider me a little reminder. I'm here to make. I'm here, like I said, to put you back on schedule, whatever it takes. Well, look, I don't know how well you know Usno, but uh, you know if Starkov were here, he, he would he would be right on my side with this. What do you mean if Starkov were here? Why isn't he here? Ah, uh, well, well, Starkov has has been missing. Missing. Starkov is the he's the deputy. The deputy. He's a, Member of the Kestrel. Let me guess, he went into the city and he never came out? I actually don't know where he is. Well, how long has he been missing? Um, about a month now. A month. And this is something you didn't feel like reporting? Well, I'm not in constant contact. I'm, yeah, we I have no astropath. I'm not necessarily surprised that, they, that, they, that we didn't know about that. I mean, they probably, they probably last heard from these guys like six months ago. Or maybe not that long. Three months ago. It took us five weeks to get here. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Morgan has something to do with that shit. It's like tables. Well, Was he here, here and he disappeared? Or has he just disappeared in general? He says, uh, well, it was, like I said, it was about a month ago, and I just, you know, the following day, he didn't, didn't 
come to his post, and I, I haven't seen him. Uh, wandered into the city. No, I don't. I I don't think so. He, he went in with us when we first arrived here. He just didn't like it any more than the rest of us did. Um, have there been any other disappearances? Um, actually, one of the guards has gone missing too. Uh, how long? When was that? That was about two weeks ago. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I assume you post uh, sentries and watchmen oh, yes. around your compound. Absolutely. 24/7. There, there are some uh, there are some wildlife on this planet, and uh, the threat of, of aliens is always something that we that we that we are uh, concerned with. Have there been any strange reports in the last month or so since the disappearances began? Well, no, just about the disappearances. Make a make a scrutiny test. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Whoosh. Um, <laughs> you're you're there also. You can make a scrutiny test as well. Do you have scrutiny? No. We only have one character in this party with scrutiny, and he's ferrying supplies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I it's going to be half your perception. Okay. Yeah, good luck. I have really good awareness. I just have terrible scrutiny. Yeah, no. No, okay. Um, yeah, he doesn't add anything to that. Okay. Um, Maybe I should just raise my perception. <laughs> yeah, I actually can't get scrutiny. It's not on my skill. It's not, you no. don't have access to I'll, it. I'll get scrutiny plus 10. It's a rank 2. That's a rank 2 ability for me. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll probably. You'll be good at scrutiny eventually. So does this missing... Yeah, I'll get it up to What's his name? Starcan? Starcoff. Starcoff, does he have some sort of journal or anything he's kept? Have you looked through his personal belongings to see if there's any clues to his disappearance? Uh, I can't say I looked in great detail, but um, he didn't keep a journal, no. It's always a woman. Right off of the woman? That's always... When someone disappears, it's always a woman. Same with the garden. Oh. <laughs> are there any women in this compound? There are... There is a one woman. She is an archaeologist. <laughs> I'm blaming her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when you look down into the into the main dig site, there's a woman down there. Okay. Uh, who is participating in the dig. All right, well, um, let's... Um, uh, I'm gonna start. I want to start kind of interviewing like people around the dig site, asking them, um, you know, why the work's been, why they think the work's been going so slow, how they feel about this, like, have they been in the city? What do they see? Um, have what do they know about the missing guards and the missing deputy? Um, have they seen anything strange around the campsite? Food. <laughs> and okay, uh, um, so you're gonna like ask some of the guards those questions? I'm gonna ask the guards, the, the, the other archaeologists, the um, yeah, we'll start with those people. Can I ask this guy something before we leave? Uh-huh. So how long has the shifting walls and things been happening? Has it been happening the whole time that you've been here? Uh, uh yes, yes, yes it has. And the the uh, uh archaeologist speaks up and he says it's just uh it's just the ways of the Nagari and Maze City. They're always like that. Okay, so you start... Um, I start interviewing people. Yeah. I uh, set up an interrogation room, and I bring them in one at a time. 
Oh really? Yes. Um, do you want some strong arm help in there? Oh yeah, there. you can stand. You can stand in the corner and look intimidating. Do we need a towel and bucket of water? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. Um, you get through some guards. They kind of tell you most of the same stuff that Lyris was telling that Lyris was that was your Lyris was telling you. Um, but you you get to one of the guards and uh, he says that. Uh, Mm, Stark, Starkoff and, and Lyris never really got along, and that... Uh, really? Uh, he said they were bickering about stuff, it seemed like, for the last few months. Um, and, you know, he, he, he says, well, let me... So he tells you the story where uh, he says, uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of walked in on them once having one of these arguments, and, uh, well, it had come to blows. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, Lyris had his. He kind of looks, kind of looks down and kind of had his. Well, make a charm test. Or unless you want to intimidate him. Uh, I better off charming him. I have that skill, uh, but I fail. How dare you, Limbo? Uh, there was a lot of quarrel between themselves. Well, what degrees of success or failure? Uh, I'll I'll fake point it. Let me check that clock. Okay. Check that clock for I'm to spend my last fate point. We have half an hour left. <laughs> Did I say fail? I meant um, uh, four degrees of success. Four degrees of success. All right. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, he finds you easy to talk to. Like, maybe, maybe he, uh, um, you know, didn't trust some of his superiors, and like, here's here's a here's a fresh face, and he he says, well. I, I walked in on them having one of the arguments that uh, they seem to have been having the last oh, two months, it seemed like, and uh, well, it came to... This one, though, was totally different. It, uh, it seemed that uh, uh, Starkov had caught Lyris doing something he wasn't supposed to. I only caught the end of, you know, some of the end of the argument, but Lyris drew his sword inside of the, inside of the hab unit, and, uh, and Starkov had a chair in his hand, and... Uh, uh, I, I I had heard a crash. I think they were fighting. Interesting. Yes, and when, so when I when I uh, when I got in there, I, I I shouted at them to 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 knock it off, to break it up. And uh, Starkov he kind of looked at me, and he had this, this this strange look in his eye. And this was actually the day before his disappearance. Yeah. Uh, kind of looks around, and he whispers to you. He, he didn't walk normally either. He had this strange gait to him. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Starkov right. had a weird walk? Yeah. Have um, Have you noticed anyone else have that same type of look in their eye or weird walk? No. Never happened before. So what like, about, I, I, I wonder if I was seeing things. What about the other guard that disappeared? Did you notice anything strange about him? No, yeah, they, there, there was a guard who disappeared. Um, well, was that about a few weeks ago? Um, Does that guard have any friends? <laughs> Ask them. Um, <coughs> no, he, he doesn't have. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know much about the disappearance. He just knows that one day one of the guards wasn't there. What was the strange look? Was he scared? He had a what do call it an evil glare. Um, all right. Well, if you guys get hit, if you, like especially you, um, ZR, if you get an opportunity, you should break into the uh, overseer's office and quietly search it for interesting information. 
you know, the uh, stealth cloak I really wanted. <laughs> Didn't end up getting it. <laughs> would help. It would help. That would help for sure. Right. But uh, yeah, if, if you see an opportunity, I mean, we, we might have to manufacture an opportunity. But um, I think I think this whole sadism machine. I'm sure there's a spirit in here. If I can just commune with it, it can help us find the nexus. I'd be careful with that if I were you. I think uh, I think Starkov might have been communing with it a little bit more than was healthy for him. He probably just didn't know what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Orko, do you have a Cynician skill, right? Or talent, or whatever yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, make a test against that and give me your degrees of success or failure. This is kind of as you're kind of getting your bearings and walking around the big site. What's, uh, so Cynician's is perception? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Once you have, like, a plus ten on it or something, which you probably wouldn't have at rank one. No. Yeah, I thought about getting, advancing it, but I advanced, uh, awareness instead. Yeah. Um, three degrees of failure. Three degrees of failure. Um, you... You feel the... Actually, I guess we have half an hour. I might as well pay for it. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, uh, like three degrees of success. Three degrees of success. <laughs> All right, nice. Um, okay, so you feel the uh, presence of a uh, another user of you know the warp energy, like, as, as you can... Um, but it's not exactly the same. Like, you've definitely met other astropaths, of course, lots of mm-hmm. times, and they have a distinct feeling that Cynicians gives off. This is different, though. It's almost kind of alien in quality. Maybe alien is the wrong word. Different in quality. Um, and, uh, make a test against your logic skill. Intelligence? I have. Yeah, this is pretty easy. I'll give you a plus one on it. My intelligence is already 63. <laughs> Okay, do you have yeah. the logic skill? Otherwise oh, you no, that's half right. If you don't have it. Uh, it's a basic skill. Is it? Right, so you'd have to use half unless you have logic. So 31. No, okay. So it would be what? So it would be 31 plus, plus 20. 20. So, okay, so I'm rolling against 51. Yeah. No, three degrees of failure. Three degrees of failure. Okay. Are you a lot of action points? Um, oh, wait, yeah, I have one more. <laughs> All right. What happens next half an hour? Boom! Uh, yeah, three degrees of success. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so you feel this presence, and it's um, coming from the direction that... Remember when you first landed, there was sort of like this uh, fireball in the sky mm. uh, for a moment, and then it winked out? It's coming from the direction that you saw that. So there's a psychic... Or, not psychic. Some sort of presence. Yeah. Alright, I explain I explain my what I perceive to the captain. Alright, interesting. There's and that just happens like, you know, hours later after you've been there. It's sort of an occurrence that happens during the day. So there might be someone there might be a third party acting on this planet. Does this presence is it like 
Is it amplified yeah, when the fireball happens, or was that just like a one? No, that was a one-time thing, and it's gone now. Yeah. You saw it as you were um, kind of orbiting. You made a few orbits of the planet as you were trying to locate the dig site. And I didn't and really sense got, it earlier, but it. now I sense that there's something coming from that general direction. Right. Okay. As you're kind of out there, kind of looking around and getting your bearings, you kind of get this feeling, this premonition feeling. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so the... Uh, you have the lock picking skill, right? Mm-hmm. So all we would need is to distract the guards for a while. I assume the overseer has guards posted outside? Uh, outside of his... Uh, mm, no. He doesn't have a guard posted outside of his own personal block. He has like a special, like, if you went, his his building stands alone, though, so it would be obvious if you like walked up to this door. Okay. And so... And there are guards that are that are posted, you know, around that edge there. How many guards are in this place? Uh, there are ten guards on the site. So, like, there's generally guards posted, you know, maybe like three up on the perimeter. Uh, a pretty good view. You know, they make sure that these <coughs> indentured workers don't, you know, try to escape or anything like that. All right, can I, if I go up there and like conduct an interview with the guard that's posted up there, to be maybe like slip in while I'm talking to the guard? Oh, the one who would see that? Yeah, you could try that. Sure. All right, let's do it. So I'll go up and, and start talking to the guard. Are you sure that the furtive approach is the best approach? We could just demand access to his chambers. Uh, <clears throat> forgiveness is better than permission. Especially in this case. I guess you'd still have that option available to you. Exactly. It's pretty hard to pick locks where there's carapace armor. <laughs> Take the armor off. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. <laughs> Especially if I'm doing something where they can open fire on me. For uh, all right, it's your call. All gun turret. But you still have a better shot than anybody else. All right. Um, okay, so... Hmm. Why do we need to stealthily go to the, can't we just go to the overseer's office and be like, yo, we're in charge, we're going like, to go in here and Wait check to pay out. attention to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was <laughs> Very one minute ago. <laughs> uh, they were saying that was a fallback plan. Um, okay, so you're going to distract Lyrus, or the, oh, you're going to attack the guard. The guard, right. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll Lyrus might be in his office. I guess you can wait for him to, you know... Yeah, I'll, I'll wait business. for him to go down into the pit. Okay. He doesn't really go into the pit. He's sort of this overseer type. He kind of wanders around, makes sure everyone's kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing. All right, I'll tell you what. I will take Lyrus back into the pit. Uh-huh. Like, I want to, I, I'll tell him that I want to talk Are to you him. Gonna take I'll take him back to right down style. And my man, like Orthos, over here, is going to go get, get, uh, get jiggity with the guard. Okay. Do you want to distract the guard? Yeah, I'll talk to him about like fishing. And... <laughs> you want to? You want to try to charm him? Yeah. I use my spell. All right. All right oppose willpower. Uh, no, that's uh, that is another simple success. Man, why weren't you rolling like that when we were trying to fix our ship? <laughs> Instead of rolling oh. six failures in a row. <laughs> Two degrees of success. Oh. Smackdown. Oh, nice. Okay, so you have plus, you have plus 30. It's just straight up versus willpower, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I had 18 and then my willpower is 43. Okay, and you did roll doubles, right? Huh? You did roll doubles, did you? No, I did not roll 18. doubles. 18. Yeah, let me know 18. if you roll doubles on that. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, so make a, make a charm test with plus 30. 
Charm. Do you have charm? Fellowship. No. Yeah. And distracting this guard is pretty easy. So it's half, I'll half give your you a fellowship. Plus 20 on it. So it's half your fellowship. So it's half your fellowship with plus 50. Half my fellowship plus 50. Alright, so 65. Uh, fail with zero degrees of failure. <laughs> Alright. He, he makes some conversation with you, but he kind of does it in one word sentences. And uh, while he is distracted, he is keeping one eye out. Uh, all right, so you're going to try to break in, like, yep. quickly, so you're going to, like, disable the lock, and... and That's uh, the plan. Yep. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a security roll. Fail. Okay, um... Uh, I guess there's, like, a half hour left. <laughs> <laughs> Less than I know. 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I'll go to, like, 10 15. Sure. I gotta generate a ten. Uh, almost the yeah. exact same roll. Okay. Yeah. I've been fighting with the bus schedule. I kind of need to leave right at ten too. So just FYI, it'd be nice if we yeah you know, cool. could start right at seven one of these days. But anyway, let's um, get right at seven. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, cool. So you you uh, okay? So you fail. Yeah. So you can't you can't figure out the security system. Unfortunately, uh, let me see if anyone. I'll give them a penalty to see you. Uh, what's I think the penalty, uh, I think that was, yeah, alright, he's a little too distracted, he doesn't notice he's trying to break. Alright, so I, like, fiddle with it for a couple seconds and walk away. Okay. Yeah, you fiddle with it, you try to... Alright, after the failure of, after I learned of the failure of our attempt to sneak into the guy's office, I'll ask him, I, I tell him I want to inspect his records and other things, uh, from his, uh... Alright, you like crushed that intimidate test earlier, right? So yes, uh, yeah, he he begrudgingly <laughs> opens the door, but he like he he shadows you and like looking over your shoulder at every little thing, and he's talking about how you know look at how great these records are and, and how and, and look look what I did with that ledger there. And, and, uh, uh, make a search test while you're while you're there. Search. Uh, great. It's based on perception. <laughs> I, I need to like. I need to like get one of my guys that has good perception in here to help me search. Uh, you have good perception. Now, Rubius. Uh, I do have good perception. I have good awareness. I don't know if it's. You know, that's a different that awareness. Is kind of more for like. They're both based on perception. Mm-hmm. I don't have so search. I do not have search. But, but you have a really high perception. I don't think half your perception. I don't think anybody has search. So you're the best I got, Mel Rubius. Okay. You can aid him. You can. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll aid you with, my, with my command. <laughs> Find some incriminating stuff. <laughs> if I spend a face point before I roll, how much is it worth? Um, if you... Let's see. It's a plus 10 pre-roll. But you can also... But you can combo it, right? So you can do a plus 10 pre-roll. If you re-roll it, you still have a plus 10. Oh, okay. So you have two left. I have two left. Oh, sure, go for it. Spend it. We're going to need all the help we can get. <laughs> You do not get plus ten for me. All right. So you want to use a fate point before? Sure. So you're right. thirty-six. So yeah. Horrible. Yeah, read it. You might Seventy degrees of failure. Seventy so degrees of failure. Are you going to try You want to try again? Yeah. All right. Two fate points getting spent. Oh, there's a good one. Thirteen. Thirteen. Two right. degrees. I'm going for new stuff. His. You you see that his ledgers and stuff are are pretty well intact, but you find um, 
Yeah. So while 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 you while while you while he's like pouring over a ledger with you, uh-huh. you find that underneath um, he's got like this kind of footlocker, and you know it's not locked. You open it up, and uh, um, there is like a compartment back there, and you open that up, take a peek inside. And there is a uh, strange, um, it's like a box, and it's made out of that same material that the, that the whole city's made out of. It's that sort of crystalline, glass-like, uh, and it's, but it looks like it's been kind of crudely hacked, like it's got like a jaggedy edge and the, the hinges work. Um, yeah, so you find that, it's kind of secreted away. What else is in the footlocker? Um, more just his ledgers and things like that. Um, Any of them look outstandingly different? No. All the same covers, all the same. Yeah. Can I convince this dude is like shadowing us around to wait outside? So you're you're out like oh, oh no this is later. This so is later. Like, you're you're. Uh, so he doesn't see me find this. No, he's kind of distracted. Okay, but. I'm going to put it in my utility pouch. Okay. Alright, so we, I don't find anything else suspicious. No, and, and, and you don't find any record of like an artifact like that one, for example. And do, is there any, do I find any good reason for him to have only made this little hole in like the whole year? Um, it, no, not really. Okay. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look, it looks like it's been very slow going, but that it, it's not like ridiculously unreasonable if it had just been sort of, you know, how deep exactly is the hole? Oh, 40 feet. Okay, that's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> 40 by what, about 100? <laughs> like, in, in theory, even if they have to burrow through some of this crystalline stuff, you know, to get into the roof of the building. But I mean, if you've seen archaeology, right? Like, they don't, like, just take a shovel and just try but to dig straight down. Archaeologists are looking for... They're looking for everything old. Yes, they are looking for. Tr- they're not looking for valuables and treasure and like useful. They're objects. not mining for gold. Mining for gold is much faster than just searching out archaeological information. Right, but um, anyway, I, I won't. I, I, I whatever. They, they have maybe they have a different viewpoint than you do, which we've already gone over. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're not using explosives. Does he have, I mean, obviously there's the box, which I don't know about yet, but does he have anything uh, weird or unusual in his office that I would not expect to necessarily find there? Like, um, I don't know, like a bunch of, like maybe like some weapons or like uh, some sort of weird pictures or something? I don't know. No, nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. Um, You know, he's got... uh, um, uh, you know, correspondence with Castellica people, it's all pretty, uh, you know, all makes sense. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, alright, we finish up. I guess we finish that up then. Uh, did I finish up all of the interviews that I was conducting? Um, no, no. Alright, I go back to that. Okay. I'd like to look at that Starkov's personal stuff. Okay. Um, Let's see, so, yeah, his stuff is pretty uninteresting, um, I mean, it's kind of the same stuff you were seeing, but he, he doesn't have, like, any secret compartments and, and anything like that, it's all very, no you personal, can make a search test, maybe you'll turn up something No personal communications but. with anybody that seems strange or, I don't know, anything, I don't get any successes. 
Yeah, no, nothing, nothing too much. You don't. He doesn't have the sort of his his room is a lot more plain. So you kind of don't expect as much there. Uh, does it? Does but it uh, you don't find anything cool. Like what sort of gear you know, is missing? I guess you know. I should I should say in that compartment where you found the uh, that box, there's a few other little trinkets and things that uh, are out of the ordinary. Maybe, maybe three little trinkets that are kind of cool and interesting. Oh, take all of it. You take them all. Yeah. Okay. Let's go rob them. So there's nothing like. Is there? Is, does it seem like all this gear is here? Is there like obviously like missing gear in his room somehow? Would I be able to discern that? Um. You look in his closet, it looks pretty normal. Like, it doesn't look like he packed for a trip. Okay. That's for sure. No weapons? Um, yeah, there's like a, you know, like a, like a couple of standard weapons that are there. Like a, oh, well, maybe, uh, maybe an auto, maybe an auto pistol and, uh, um, it doesn't look like he was much of a, of a fighting man, though. Yeah, in a like, hostile doesn't... environment, wouldn't need your weapons if you were going to purposely run away into the city or something. Like hmm. Yeah, okay, so you're, um, um, and this is like a private area for him? There's no one else here? Right. Okay, I'm going to look at the stuff I found. Okay. Open the um, box, look at it a little closer. Okay, so, yeah, the, the, the trinkets are kind of intricately carved, um, they're made out of different materials, maybe one of them is made out of that same crystalline material, the other two are kind of like, maybe more of like an onx type of thing, like a little shiny, kind of black type of stuff. Pretty interesting. Nice. Uh, um, and yeah, that case is really cool too. Uh, for sure. And it, like I said, it looks like it's got this kind of jaggedy edge, like it was like literally cut open. So you can open it? Yeah, you can open it. Open and it's empty. It's the box. Okay, um. <clears throat> okay, so, uh. Um, let's see. So, yeah, you talked to some of the workers. Okay. Um, yeah, they, um, most of them are kind of, you know, poorly spoken. They, 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 they're kind of low gothic is almost ununderstandable. Um, uh, their leader of sorts, they kind of seem to all look up to one, to one of the workers in particular. His name is Reiner. Um, he's a sort of brawny, muscular guy, um, a little bit older than, than most, um, and, uh, he's, he's a bit easier to understand, uh, he's a bit more talkative, and, uh, he starts to complain almost instantly about the treatment here, and that, uh, he says, you know, I need to be, we'd be working harder if, uh, if uh, we got better treatment, that's for sure. Punch uh, in the face. I know. I, I, I'm really sympathetic, actually. Um, you know, the, I, I uh, can see that the people here clearly have are more interested in their own well-being than actually getting anything done. I can tell. They probably, you know, I can see that they probably, you know, probably skimming off of your food budget and you know, blaming you for all of the slowdowns. I can see it. It doesn't look. It doesn't. It doesn't look. Not looking good for them. He says, uh, "Oh yes, and uh, I tell you." Um, well, it says, I, I guess I, I guess I can, uh, what was he, but there was an interesting, uh, tidbit that he had in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. 
Um, he thinks that he, I think, I think the, the, you know, the guards of, uh, uh, did you know about the workers disappearing? No, I've heard about a, guard, a couple of guards disappearing, but nothing about the workers. Oh yeah, three of the workers have disappeared too. They didn't tell you that, huh? I guess they don't really care about it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, uh, I kind of thought there might be something like that going on. Um, how long has this been going on? When was the first disappearance? Oh, um, three weeks ago. Really? And how and the other two have disappeared when? Oh, well, one was just uh, four days ago. Where were they when they, where were they last seen? Mm. Well, uh, I to think about it. I think, uh, using the latrine was one of them. I didn't see him come back from that. Uh, you know, I, I think one of them was, uh, just kind of out at night, looking up at the stars, you know. I don't really remember. Uh... Did they take anything with them? No. Besides, I wonder if the guards are behind it. They might like be murdering them. Murdering them. They hate us, you know. They hate you? Why do you think, I mean, I'm sure that they, uh... <laughs> I'm sure they blame you for everything that goes wrong in this place, but it seems to me that they're more ignorant uh, or apathetic towards you than that outright hatred. Why would they hate you? I don't know, you'd have to ask them. He shows you the scars and the living. Well, they might not, some of them might not like you personally. I mean, I can see what a nice fellow you are, but, uh, you know, guards can be unreasonable sometimes. Um, do you, uh, did you happen to notice any of the guards fighting amongst themselves? Mm. Or did the other people fighting amongst themselves? Well, I've heard rumors that uh, Starkov and Lyris don't get along too well. You don't happen to know anything about what might have happened to Starkov, do you? Nah, it's just gone. Just like all the others. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't think I have anything else to ask him. Just as uh, as you're kind of finished up interviewing the various folks, uh, you get a box transmission from your ship. It's strangely garbled. It's hard to understand, but it seems like your ship is under attack. Captain, captain, we're we're we're, they're being attacked. We're 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 like such garbled static screams out at you. We're we're pulling back now. Uh, request, request, uh, request order. Uh, where is our flyer at this point? Are we still carrying stuff back and forth? Um, yeah, it's, um, hmm. Yeah, I'd say it's being unloaded right now. Uh, it's, it's on your landing pad. It's being unloaded. But, 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 uh, did you guys want to start with, like, food, the Prometheum, the, the servants? Uh, we're starting with the men, and then we're moving on to uh, the consumables. 
this guy. This is like the first consumable load. Okay. And uh, at the same time that that happens, or not the same time, but just afterwards, there is uh, a loudspeaker down here at the at the big site that rings out. Uh, enemy sighted! Enemy sighted! All men to battle stations! So that's cool. Yeah. 